I'm Jerry Rice, and this is how you sell without selling out. Rogers that. Hi, everybody. I'm Rogers Healy, and welcome to Rogers That, a podcast dedicated to selling without selling out. And I'm almost embarrassed that I'm even going to attempt to introduce our guest today because this is somebody that I put on the Mount Rushmore of idols, of heroes, of people I look up with, uh, the same line of sight as my father, people that just have impacted my life from afar. But uh, thankfully, by the uh, by just the uh, rule of serendipity, uh, this person has also become a friend. He's impacted my life uh, directly as well. Simply put, he's the GOAT. What's the GOAT, you ask? The GOAT is the greatest of all time. But to me, Jerry Rice, who is our guest today, is not just the GOAT on the field. He's the GOAT off the field. An entrepreneur, a businessman, a business owner, a father, and someone who epitomizes the word GOAT, the greatest of all time, so much so to where he hails from Mississippi, made it to the NFL as a first-round draft pick in 1985 for the San Francisco 49ers and holds so many records, including the following. Ready for this? 20, 208 touchdowns, 22,895 receiving yards, 1,549 receptions across 20 seasons, and he did this until the age of 45 because he championed the mindset and the body of a goat. So today, ladies and gentlemen, we have on the Rogers That Podcast, the greatest of all time, Jerry Rice. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. How was that introduction? It was fantastic. Did you know you held that yeah, many it was records? Like, hey, I didn't realize I had that many records, but... Uh, all of those records, uh, it's because of my teammates. Yeah, and, and you've done this, which, again, just proves the fact that, like, technically, I'm your teammate now. I get to go in, and I can't even believe I'm saying that, but I get to be your teammate in, in the world of goat fuel, which is kind of how we got full circle connected. But it just proves that you are a team player, and you love going and raising everyone up around you, even though you're the greatest of all time. You are my quarterback. You are my Joe Montana right now. Don't say that. <laughs> but, you know, it's all about teamwork, you know, even with Go Fuel. And just to have this opportunity to work with you and, and just get to know you, uh, it's been an experience of a lifetime. Yeah, well, obviously, same here. And that, that right there, ladies and gentlemen, that might be on my... Uh my headstone in the next hundred years when I, when I go to heaven. But, but again, get us into the mindset where the, the premise of this is to really go and let people know that it's okay to be the best at something and it can make you a better person as well. And so walk us through the journey, maybe even a story you haven't shared before on, on your, you know, your way to becoming the greatest. Well, man, I had no intent on playing football. Um, my mom, she really thought it was a very violent sport and she didn't want me to play. I had a brother that played in high school and I was one of those guys, you know, I, I had humongous hands. I was real skinny. I had big feet and I was just off to myself. And and but I would run so much during the summer and I don't know why I was running. It was almost like it was a. Uh, an episode of Forrest Gump or something like that. Run, Jerry. I was run. just running. I was just running. And, and my my mom would ask me, she says, son, why are you out here uh, 12 o'clock midday? Uh, it's over 100 degrees or more. And you're running. I, I guess I was preparing myself for something really special. And that was playing professional football. But did you even like football at the time? I, I, I didn't like football. I, you know, I was a nerd. I, I was a straight-up nerd. And like I said, I just had big hands, big feet, and everybody would notice my hands and my feet before they noticed my face. Hmm. And I was off to myself. And one day um, I decided not to go to class. And whenever I'm talking to kids, I always tell little kids this, uh, you know, don't play, don't play hooky or anything like that. You know, always go to class and, uh, and get your education. I decided not to go. 
and I, I was hiding out behind this building and the principal was making his rounds and he walked up on me. He scared me. Notice I could run really fast. And in Mississippi, uh, you got discipline a certain way. I got 10 lashes. Mm. Then he wanted me to go out for uh, the football team. I go out. I'm not the most gifted athlete, but I, I just felt if I really work at this, maybe I could become a starter. And I became a starter. And uh, after that, everything just uh, took off. Was there somebody you looked up to? I mean, was in football, this is, again, this is a, a few years back, and it wasn't as accessible as Instagram or even ESPN, but who, who was the first, you know, was it a receiver that you said, that's who I want to <laughs> idolize? This is going to hurt me really bad because I was uh – I was a cowboy fan. Really? I was, yeah. Because Wait, where in Mississippi come on, come on. were you? Come on. I, I was in uh, Starfield, Mississippi, Crawford, Mississippi, around that area. Oh, God. And and I was all about the cowboys. And, and I remember uh, Drew Peterson, Tony Hill, Roger Strawback, all of those guys. Tony Hill's and, daughter works here. And, and, and it, was, it was always amazing, man, because I remember the cowboys. It was America's team. And... And I came so close to being drafted by the Cowboys. I did not know any of this. Because, you know, I was the 16th player uh, taken in the first round. Dallas had the 17th pick. Oh, my God. And I, and, and I, I just knew I was going to be a Dallas Cowboy. And I got, you know, picked by the San Francisco 49ers. I'm assuming this story has been told before. If not, I, um, I'm awaiting quite a few <laughs> comments in, in the section here. So, so you did. And I don't know if you heard this. Tony Hill's daughter literally is, is one of the people that works at our company. And I got to spend some time with him a couple years ago. And it was what an amazing player, Tony Hill. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what he brought to the game and how he could just, uh, you know, run away from defenders. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I think he's the only guy. I think he has one touchdown where he went 99 yards. Wow. And and just the way he ran the ball and uh, and all of that. Then with uh, Drew Pearson, uh, I idolized and Tony Hill, uh, all of those guys. And, and, and I tried to emulate those guys. Uh, when I came out of college. And little did you know you were going to end up being Jerry Rice. Uh, and so you, you, you take this journey. And, <laughs> and again, I had I have big hands and big feet, but no one ever said, hey, have you considered maybe doing anything? I just was the big, tall, fat, goofy kid. But you, again, were growing into being the GOAT. And so how did that headspace change from being a, you know, a, a self-proclaimed nerd to realizing oh you had a gift? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is, it been like an amazing ride. And, and I still have to pinch myself because I, I can't believe I got the opportunity to play the greatest game ever, mm. you know, professional football uh, at a very high level. And, you know, everything goes back to even when my father would take me to work with him during the summer. And it was very demanding work. My father was a bricklayer, and uh, we would get started uh, around 7 o'clock in the morning, get done around 4. Then he would drop me off at my high school where I had two hours of uh, football practice. Mm. Then after football practice, I didn't have uh, transportation, so I had to run an additional five miles home. Each way? Uh, so yeah, so Long this way, was this, this was every day, and uh, to to get the opportunity to go out and and showcase my abilities, 
it been like a dream come true and and to go to a, a very small predominant black school like uh, Mississippi Valley State University HBCU uh, and to be able to come out of there and play uh, with the greatest organization ever the San Francisco 49ers and I always look at Joe Montana as being God hmm. you know and you know the chemistry that we had back in the day and uh, and you know I think that really helped me to put up uh, outstanding numbers yeah and, and again to, as far as the headspace and, and you again you called yourself a nerd which I would never never say but what was that like where the premise of this is to make sure people know it's okay to go from you know, not a lot of recognition to something special overnight. Was that a hard adjustment for you, knowing that you did have something that you had to go and let the world see? I would say the the hardest thing is uh, to find out where you fit in. Yeah. You know, because when you walk into a room and you look at all of these legends like Montana, Dwight Clark, Ronnie Lott, Roger Craig, all of these great players, it's like, okay, what can I bring to the table? So you have to earn that. And I think I was able to do that uh, during practice, the way I would catch a five-yard slant and go 95 yards, or if you know the way I worked every day. And, and I and and I think the I think my teammates they they really appreciated that, and uh, and and I think that's the reason why we were able to build that dynasty. But it's, it's okay to have success. Yeah. But but the thing is, uh, once you get it. You got to work harder. Mm. I, I think so many guys, they get complacent when they are successful. Uh, then they stop working. I had that drive where, and, and I probably got it from my, my mom and also my dad, that uh, I always wanted to get better. If I had a season where I had over uh, 100 catches, over 2,000, close to 2,000 yards, over 20 touchdowns. I wanted to come back the next year, See, and, was, was and I wanted to share that. It then? Was it hard to, to be in that moment, to be a champion? I, I had a coach named Larry Kersey, and he told me, he said, Jerry, you need to smell the roses. Yeah. I mean, the success that you have had, uh, and sometimes you need to step back just a little bit and, and, and just reflect on that and enjoy it. I never could. Yeah. Because I wanted more and I stayed hungry. And I think that's the reason why I also I played the game for over 20 years, because you, when you think of a, a, a football player, the lifespan of a football player might be four years, four, four years at the most. And I was able to exceed that, you know, uh, you know, 16 years. Do, do you do you feel like you missed out on some enjoyment along the way? I think I, I, I missed out on. And, and, and I started doing a little bit of this towards the end of my career, actually looking in the crowd. Yeah. Looking at the fans, being able to really engage, you know, with the, uh, you know, with the families and stuff like that, the kids and all of that. And being able to take myself out of out of football just for a second and just reflect on everything that was happening around me, you know, and, and people just... Uh, uh, being in the stands, inspiring you to be the best football player you could be, uh, giving you that incentive to uh, try to make every catch uh, and also, you know, to finish and uh, score touchdowns. Which you did. And you also, you, again, being part of a dynasty, which is a, a great parlay into the conversation we're going to have about about business, but you also had to realize you had a gift outside of just football where you could go and maybe pick winners 
in, in business. So you go and you win the Super Bowl. Joe Montana is your quarterback. Dwight Clark is your tight end. Roger Craig is the running back. Ronnie Lott is on the D. I mean, we all we all grew up watching this stuff. You won your first Super. How old were you when you won your first Super Bowl? So that would have been in nineteen. Uh, that was uh, in eighty eight. Eighty eight. So you, you, that was against the Cincinnati Bengals. And, I watched it. And and, 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 and Yeah, and let me tell you that the, the weirdest thing about that is that uh, we had about three minutes, ten seconds left in the game. And Montana, he's a prankster, man. Joe came into the huddle, and we had the two-minute drill. We got to go over 80 yards downfield to win that Super Bowl. And Joe Montana says something about the actor John Candy being in the stands. And so, and I'm like, Joe, why are you talking about John this Candy? This is in the huddle, right before we broke the huddle. And and I'm like, why are you talking about uh, John Candy right now? We got to go over 80 yards downfield to win the Super Bowl. But I think what he wants wanted to deliver is that hey we got this you know it's like hey you know we have practiced this we we have done it before and uh, we're going to be able to move the ball downfield over 80 yards and win uh super bowl 23 which i was uh the most valuable player how about that? Yeah, that's 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 not bad. Our first yeah. MVP of a Super Bowl sitting in here in the green chair. So so you did that, and then again you you started to make real money. You started to get access, and you started to be the Jerry Rice that we all know today. At what point did you start to have the discernment for investing and for businesses and for seeing stuff that again led you to something like Goat Fuel? You, you know, I, I sort of had that the entire time, and uh, you know, it's it's. I think we all we look for opportunities, and you got to be be able to invest your money wisely, because you can just go through it. So uh, I, I, the first thing that I did when I got uh, drafted by the San Francisco 49ers, I had told my mom I was going to build her a new home. Mm. So, you know, to be able to do that, you know, that really, um, that was something that was really special. But, uh, you know, it's all about the brand. It's, it's, uh, it's all about uh, relationships and all of that. And, and that's how, you know, I basically got into Goldfield because my daughter, uh, I think her and uh, uh, TJ, her husband now, they were in uh, Los Angeles and and they were drinking energy drinks and uh, they were crashing. Mm. And uh, my daughter knew that I was this health fanatic, which get up on Peloton, work out every day, and, and, and that I did all that, and, and that I basically didn't put in anything into my body that would hurt me. Uh, she said, uh, you know, if you uh, had an energy drink, what, what would you name it? And I just said off the top of my head, go feel the greatest of all time. But not just for athletes. It could be an entrepreneur, a frontline worker, uh, you know, a doctor, a lawyer, anyone that's uh, that's inspiring to be great on that given day. So that's how all of this got going. And I went back to some old ties and I said, look, everybody know me uh, because of my work ethic, uh, my core values. You got to give me ingredients that has my core values, you know, before we put this out. And and uh, and once we uh, developed that, uh, we were able to, uh, you know, put it out there in the market. Uh, we went through uh, e-commerce at first. We built a base of about 17,000 repeat buyers. And uh, and 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 I have to tell you this story. St. Jude, I was uh, in the process of. Uh, Raising money for St. Jude with uh, Mark Laurie. Mark Laurie was uh, the CEO for uh, Walmart for so many years. So we were in Indianapolis to raise money. 
and uh, and I was telling him my story, and I said, "Yeah, we're in the process of uh, uh, raising money right now." And he said, "Well, how much? Uh, you know, how much do you want to raise?" I said, "Well, I think it's going to be around that three million mark or something like that." He saw my vision. And he invested $3 million. No way. And that's how it all got started, right, right before the pandemic. Right before the, because once the pandemic hit, everything just shut down. Hmm. So it was just like, you know, I think it was just meant to be. Did it remind you of being a kid with big hands and big feet and someone saying you should try football? It, For real. It, it, I yeah, mean, you had somebody yeah. that believed in you and, and obviously believed in your passion and, and knew your work ethic, which you already had because you were a runner as a kid. But to go and have, you know, a full circle moment, you have someone who's a very successful business owner in the world of sports as well, in the world of startups, and you're just having a casual conversation about an idea. Yeah, Rogers, I think you got to have, uh, things got to happen like that for you. Yeah. I I mean, because I didn't didn't think I woke up and I was one of the greatest football players to ever play the game. I never felt like I had arrived. I, I always took a different approach to that. Maybe because I just felt like, you know, I didn't want my head to get big or anything like that. Uh, you know, I, I never thought I had arrived. And, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, things just come your direction and it just happens. Mm-hmm. And the chemistry that we had together, you know, Mark Laurie, uh, which Mark Laurie now, uh, he's uh, the owner of uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves along with uh, Alex uh, Rodriguez. Oh, I didn't know. A-Rod was a part of that. Yeah, too. so A-Rod is a part of that, too. But, yeah, you know, sometimes, you know, you things just happen. Yeah, well, so so get us get us to the quick and the, the journey to goat fuel where, again, like being a professional athlete, everyone knows the statistics are so far against you to even play college, much less get drafted, much less make it longer than four years. In the beverage space, in the venture capital space, having a beverage make it past concept is damn near impossible. Yeah, it's very uh, competitive. Yeah. Uh, very competitive feel. You know, you look at all the drinks that are out there and, you know, we are starting, uh, you know, from scratch. We were starting from scratch and, but we are making a significant progress, you know, with Anheuser-Busch, uh, with all the distributors that we have, we have over 40 or more. And, you know, we just gonna continue to build. We got, you know, people on the ground, people that really believe uh, in, in the concept of, you know, what we're trying to build here. Uh, we started with with uh, three people. Mm. we we up to about 20 now. Mm. And, you know, our investors, uh, they come in, you know, like, you know, like you, you know, you, Rogers. You know, the thing is, you believe in what we're building here. You know, your heart is into it. So, uh, you know, you're going to go out there, you're going to work your butt off. Mm-hmm. And that's really what I want, you know, uh, for my entire team. And they know that they're going to get 100% from me because it's something that I really believe in. Yeah. And my heart is into it. Which it's happening. And he's not giving himself enough credit. But the energy drink space, again, it's overly competitive. It's overly crowded. They come out, they launch multiple flavors, multiple seasons. Yeah. The first real year is COVID. They did not quit, which that's that's kind of part of the rice way is to just go and, and, and find a way to, to persevere through it. And then within a year and a half, they're everywhere that they can be. California, Nevada, Arizona, 
Texas, Mississippi, Arizona, and they also have a crap ton of sales. And on top yeah. of that, mentioning what he said about Mark Laurie, they have these people like me. I was able to get organically introduced to the brand because I believe in it. I love the idea of, of, of being a goat, being the greatest of all time. But you have incredible numbers where your problem is everyone's biggest dream is you have more people wanting it than you have the ability to go and provide, which is how we were able to connect. And so what was that like knowing that you had a product that was out there, you leveraged the Jerry Rice brand, but people want it because it's, it's great. Well, that's, uh, that, that's a good cause to have, but you have to really work, you know, because you got to look at uh, distribution and all of that and, and what it's going to cost. Uh, and you just got to continue to go out there and, and, uh, and just work your butt off. So I have the ideal team because, you know, the concept of goat feel for me, and I try to build it around Eddie DeBarlo what he did with the San Francisco 49ers because he was all about family. I have the best family ever, and, and I have the family that, that really believes in. If I have to call a distributor, and if I have to harass him the entire time until he calls me back, hmm. then when, when, uh, when they call me back, then they say, wow, this is the real jury rights because normally stuff like this don't happen. Most athletes, what they do is, uh, you know, if they got... Uh, something they're going to put their name on, they're going to, uh, you know, just take a picture. Move on. Then they're just going to move on. I am totally invested in this 100%. What, what does being a goat mean to you? <sighs> what does a goat, what does it mean to me? I think it's anyone, when you wake up in the morning and you challenge yourself to be the as great as you could possibly be on that given day. And I, I do that every day. And I, you know, I get up, I, uh, I have my go fuel. I jump on my bike. I get my workout in. I have done something productive for myself. Now I'm ready to go out there and attack the world. Hmm. And, um, um, you know, I'm not going to be one of those guys that that's going to shortchange myself. If I'm, Involved into something, I'm all in. Yep, that's that's how life should be, all in or all out, and, yep. and that's that's kind of the theme of your life. Uh, a couple fun questions: the Jerry Rice movie, who plays you? <laughs> Denzel Washington. Okay, the Jerry, the, the, the Jerry Rice musical. Who's what's the theme song? What from the Greatest Showman? It would not have to be a musical theme song, but yeah. Um, but I'm still. Wait, wait, wait. Well, 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 look, back in the day, I always, when, when I had to have some rap music when I, when I was who's about your to favorite do rapper? battle, uh, I would say probably uh, Snoop Dogg. Oh, wow. Yeah. I love Snoop it. and I, we, we stay in touch with each other, and I love what he's doing. Uh, you know, he's. Shout out to Snoop. He, what up, Snoop? Yeah. West Coast yeah. for life. <laughs> hey, Snoop, give me a call, man. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Snoop, so but is, so is your theme song? Is it is it a Snoop? Is it a ballad? Is it something where you have Hugh Jackman and Snoop Dogg doing a duet? <sighs> See this, I finally think I've asked him a question he's never been asked. Oh my god! Oh my we, god! We, we, we can what? we can come back to it. No, no, you know what? In anything that that really to really just get you going. I off the top of my head, I I, I can't call anything out. In particular, right now, it's a fire up song. But yeah, something to fire me up and 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 just to get me going. Yeah, 
I love it. So you look back on, and again, I feel like you're in the second phase of your career, which is so fun to, to be a part of this, you know, front row as a fan and as a friend and as a partner, but you're taking all the stuff that you learn in the first half of your, of your career and you're applying it to Jerry Rice, the brand, but the businessman, the leader, et cetera. What's the thing that's most important to you as you go and take, you're Eddie DeBartolo now of GoFuel. Right. What, what does that look like for you? I think that the most important thing is that, uh, that we put the product out there and we give people an option, you know, because we the only energy drink with our cordyceps mushrooms that gives you that clean burst of energy where you don't crash, you don't get the jitters or anything like that. And the thing too, it tastes good. Mm. It's refreshing. Mm. So it's just like if you are... It's got electrolytes too. Yeah. If you are into uh, maybe say you're in Las Vegas or something like that and you out by the pool and you just want to taste something refreshing, you can just, you know, pour like a goat fuel over uh, some ice and that's all you need. Maybe even some tequila. Yes, you can. Uh, alcohol is always an option. <laughs> yeah. So uh, when, you, when you think about all the different accomplishments from being the greatest receiver of all time, the greatest man of all time, Hall of Famer, entrepreneur, et cetera, from a worldly perspective, when you look back, what would you say that the thing that eventually you're going to be the most proud of being a part of? This is the greatest opportunity for me to work with my daughter, Jaquie mm. uh, uh, Rice. Go. And... This would have never gotten done without her because she went to Georgetown. Uh, that's where she got her uh, education. And she had, uh, you know, uh, she had been an entrepreneur uh, in, in different, you know, companies and stuff like that. And now to have her run in my company and for us to team up to try to make this work, uh, uh, it doesn't get any bigger than this. You know, you, you think about all the big games I have played in, uh, from the championship games to the Super Bowls and stuff like that. Uh, this is for her. Mm. And I want to make it happen for her because, you know, I had my time on the football field. You know, everybody know me from uh, uh, the San Francisco 49ers and winning Super Bowls and all that. And, and uh, you know, but I think the most important thing is that I get the opportunity to work with my daughter. Mm. I'm a girl dad, too. Yeah. And I hope that one day I can do something with, with, with our daughter, too. Um, best advice. What would you give somebody that is wanting to be a version of their own champion? What's the advice you would give them? Welcome failure. It's going to happen. You learn from it, you get up no matter what, and uh, and you just devote yourself all over again. You know, I, I never felt like I played the perfect game. I was always searching for that. Hmm. I think that was something that, that motivated me and made me work harder. Uh, you know, there's going to be obstacles in your way. Uh, and, you know, there's going to be highs and lows. It's how you deal with those lows. If if you're willing to just uh, accept those lows and and not get back up and and start swinging again. Bill Walsh used to be a boxer back in the day when he was uh when he was growing up, and he said it's all about the battle, hmm. the highs and lows. I love it. Yeah. I love it, man. This has been uh, this has been one of the highlights of my entire life. Uh, no, come I'm, on, Roger. No, no, being, being friends with yeah. you and feeling like I have um, earned a seat at the table. Uh, and, and before we forget, the last question: What's the best way to support you? How do we find Jerry Rice? Obviously, Instagram. But 
How do we support your journey? How do we go and get goat fuel? What's the best way for all of us to go and participate in the continued excellence and the greatness of Jerry Rice? Well, it's just Jerry Rice uh, on uh, Instagram. Uh, then, you know, gofield.com. Then you can go to uh, all the Luckies, the Safeways, the 7-Elevens, uh, the Targets, the Walmarts and stuff like that. <laughs> and just show your support. Everywhere. And, yeah. So we are, you know, I'm, I'm excited about the way we are expanding. I'm excited about more about my team and how hard my team is working. And I think we have something that's really special. And uh, and like I said, I'm totally committed to it 100%. Hmm. Well, you're the GOAT. You're my friend. And, and this is why, you know, the, truly it's a dream come true. And to have you sitting here today with us has been uh, just, it's a moment. And I hope that people can pay attention to this and realize that he epitomizes Everything about greatness, but to me, he epitomizes what it's like to just go and work your face off until you figure it out. And then how do you go take that to the next part mm -hmm. of your journey? And you've done that from, again, fatherhood to entrepreneurship to athleticism. So thank you for being here today and for your friendship. Roger's that. <laughs> <laughs>